Hi there. I'm Jen Hale Christie, and you're listening to Preach Her. This podcast is designed around the reality that many of our churches are shrinking because we haven't created a place where everyone can belong. So if you're seeing that reality in your own church, or you've experienced that and left the church or never even went, this podcast is for you. Welcome. Have you heard about our Patreon community? It is an awesome way to join me and others in this good work, whether you want to support women preachers and make sure that this work continues, or if you want to actually partner with me and have direct input, like you want to have a 30 minute phone call with me every month, or you want to join the sermon prep team, or you want to come and visit my family um, in Portland and help produce an episode. There are opportunities for you to engage at whatever level feels good for you. And everyone who's in the community gets access to our monthly letter um, delivered to your inbox at the end of every month. So click the link in the show notes and let me know what you think. Welcome to season three, episode four. As you know, we are in the book of Acts and today we are going to hear about a man being healed, um, but it's not really about the man being healed. Let's jump in. So we are in Acts three verses one through 25, and I'm going to be reading from the new revised standard version. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon and a man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While he clung to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's portico, utterly astonished. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people, You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the holy and righteous one and asked to have a murderer given to you. And you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah appointed for you, that is, Jesus, who must remain in heaven until the time of universal restoration that God announced long ago through his holy prophets. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you from your own people a prophet like me. You must listen to whatever he tells you. 
and it will be that everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be utterly rooted out of the people. And all the prophets, as many as have spoken from Samuel and those after him, also predicted these days. You are the descendants of the prophets and of the covenant that God gave to your ancestors, saying to Abraham, and in your descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The word of the Lord. I don't think this story is really about healing a guy's legs so that he can walk. I mean, it is on the surface, but there's so much more going on underneath that. This is really about who is in and who is out, and it's about God's Holy Spirit who breaks in and turns everything upside down. Okay, so we see Peter and John going to the temple, and we see a man who has been lame since birth being carried to the gate of the temple, the beautiful gate. And they all arrive at the same time, about 3 p.m., also known as the hour of prayer. So this is like situation normal for these folks. The text reports that Peter and John are going at the hour of prayer, and we might assume that this is their custom, even like a thing that they did daily. We're told directly that the man who had been lame from birth is carried there there daily. And we might wonder whether they saw him there yesterday, or the day before, or the weeks and months and years before that, and only today do they really actually see him. Well, we don't know, but we do know that on this day, as everyone is going about their normal routines, they see him. Peter and John are here for prayer. The layman is here begging for alms. That's what he does every day. And when he sees them, he asks for alms because that's what he does every day. But Peter and John respond in a surprising way. They, quote, look intently at him. And this is significant because when we see someone begging for money, A lot of us avert our eyes. I mean, let's be honest. We look away. If we're walking down the street, we might even like adjust course a little bit, like by a few inches to avoid walking too closely past them. But that's not what Peter and John do. Not only do they look at this lame man who's begging for money, they look intently at him and they speak to him. He asks for alms, perhaps while he's looking down at the ground or at his legs that don't work, because he's learned that people don't like to look at someone like him. He's dirty, unemployed, and helpless. He has to be carried from place to place. His legs, for sure, are abnormally thin and bony. There's no muscle tone on them. They don't work. He doesn't use them. He's probably stinky because it's pretty hard to get a good bathing when your legs don't work. So he doesn't look people in the eye because he knows better. But Peter and John say, look at us. And this is risky because he's probably been picked on and bullied his whole life, spat upon and rejected as someone who can't help himself, a welfare case that's a drain on the economy. Surely you can at least do something to help yourself other than beg for money. But John and Peter aren't here to criticize or berate him. He's here, as usual, begging for money. They're here, as usual, for prayer. But today, they see each other. Peter and John say, look at us. And he fixes his attention on them. Oh, the language here is so rich. It's not just like a passing glance or brief eye contact. It's looking intently and fixing his attention. The scene is intense. And now people who are around here are starting to notice. The rest of us just walk right up and past this guy. Or maybe we throw him a few coins if we're feeling particularly guilty or sorry for him or charitable. But those two guys stop, and the three of them are locked in this intense eye contact, staring into one another's souls. Something is about to happen. You can feel it. 
The lame man fixes his attention on them and he's expecting to receive something, but he has no idea what's coming next. Peter says he doesn't have any money to give him and the air gets thin for a moment as we see him crestfallen. Why did you stop then? Why did you ask me to look at you? What do you want with me? And then Peter says, I have no silver or gold, but what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. What? More than 40 years I've been crippled. My legs haven't worked from the day I was born. I don't know how to walk. I'm here asking you for some spare change just to like get through the day and you're telling me to stand up and walk just like that. You're going to heal my broken body just like that? Yes, just like that, actually. Here, take my hand. Peter holds his hand and helps him stand up. Immediately, his shriveled feet and ankles fill out with muscles and strength, and they look normal, and they work. He jumps up. He stands and walks and goes into the temple for the first time in his whole life. I mean, this is a massive miracle, right? Like, he's never walked He's, he's never like been a toddler, you know, holding on to the side of a couch or a coffee table and, you know, pulling up for the first time. He never did that. He never learned how to walk or jump or run. But now instantly his legs have been healed and he has all the abilities like as if he'd been walking his whole life. And he goes into the temple and, and it's a really big deal because as long as his body was lame, he wasn't clean. He wasn't allowed in, but now he's been made whole and he gets to enter the temple. So of course he's walking and leaping and praising God. He's been made whole. Now he can walk and now he can enter the temple. He doesn't have to stay outside anymore. He gets to go in. And it's no coincidence that this crippled man is sitting outside the temple. He doesn't just happen to choose the temple as the very first place to walk on his newly working legs. He could have been anywhere, but he's right here at the gate to the temple. It's symbolic. Before, he was an outcast, alienated and cut off from God's people by his brokenness. But now he has been restored And his acceptance by God is made visible through his acceptance by God's people, by his being allowed to enter the temple. He's here asking for spare change to get him through the day, and his whole life, his whole life is radically changed. Everyone's just going about their business, doing what they do every other day, and boom, the Holy Spirit shows up and rocks their world, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. This happens over and over in the book of Acts. It happens over and over in Jesus's ministry. This is Jesus saying, you're asking for water to quench your thirst, but I will give you living water so that you'll never be thirsty again. You want bread? I'm the bread of life and my body is broken for you. It's a, it's an example of like this earthly request that gets met with a heavenly eternal response. The healing of this man's legs, it's firing on different levels. I mean, of course, it's awesome that he can walk now. I mean, who wouldn't be ecstatic about that? But also, it's a sign of the power of God. This is the power of the cross. It's a sign of God's Holy Spirit breaking in, shaking things up and saying, hey, listen up, guys. Look, this guy is in. 
It's the power of the Holy Spirit and evidence that the Holy Spirit is actually alive and at work in our world. Peter and John know it. Jesus had told them to wait for the power that comes from on high. You remember that? And that power came to rest on their heads as tongues of fire, and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they believe it. They believe in the power of the Spirit, the same Spirit that was at work in Jesus. They believe that the same power is at work in them. And so they proclaim healing and restoration to this man through the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want that faith, you guys. I want that faith to proclaim someone's healing in the name of Jesus and to witness it happen. I want that kind of faith for my friend Lauren, who has been fighting cancer for a few years, who has a husband and two daughters and wants to live a really long life with these people she loves. I want that kind of faith, this faith that Peter and John had. So not only does this guy get healed and get to enter the temple, he starts evangelizing. He starts witnessing. He starts telling everybody the good news, right? Like he's walking and he's leaping and he's praising God. He's sharing what is truly for him good news, good news about what God has done in his life through Jesus. And Luke tells us that, quote, all the people saw him, all the people. Hey, isn't that the guy who used to sit by the gate every day begging for coins? I've seen that guy out there literally my entire life. I grew up with him. He gets carried there every day. How is that guy walking? What happened? We all run to Solomon's portico trying to peel our jaws off the floor as we just stare at this guy who has never walked a day in his life. And now he's leaping, leaping. How did this happen? And why is he clinging to those two guys? Who are they? One of them, the one they call Peter, He turns around and speaks to us and asks us why we're staring. He says, it wasn't by our power. It was Yahweh's power. Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's who did this. The same God who sent his son Jesus, who you guys killed. It was through the name of Jesus that this man was healed. I know you guys didn't know what you were doing. All of this was foretold by the prophets. But now that you know, you need to repent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. What does this healing have to do with us? We're just going about our business like we do every day. I was just passing by and I stopped to see what all this commotion was about. But Peter doesn't let us off the hook. He starts quoting Moses. Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you from your own people a prophet like me. You must listen to whatever he tells you and it will be that everyone who does not listen to that prophet will be utterly rooted out of the people. And if we could get inside Peter's head, I think we would see sparks flying. It's like as he's speaking, he has an epiphany rooted out, rooted out. Wait, wait, this is about you. You guys are the ones being rooted out like right now. And this guy, this guy who was born lame, this guy who was never allowed in because his legs didn't work. This guy is being grafted in. He's in and you're out. I, I just realized that. He doesn't say that out loud, though. He says, You are the descendants of the prophets and of the covenant that God gave to your ancestors, saying to Abraham, And in your descendants, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So what do we do with this healing that we just witnessed? What does this mean? We all know the covenant and the promise. We are blessed to be a blessing to others. Through us and our ancestors, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. We're, we're still the ones in charge. We're the ones who are in, right? These guys, these shady characters they call Peter and John, they, they, they went rogue. I mean, 
They were raised as Jews, but then they started believing in that crazy traveling preacher who was executed for his crimes. They were followers of that guy. They started challenging and, and reinterpreting things and, and disregarding certain practices and, and laws that are like really important to us. What are they even doing here? And how in the world were they involved in healing this guy who's never walked a day in his life? They, they went rogue. They're not, they're not part of us anymore. They're not part of us. So how could God be working through them? I thought we were the ones who speak for God, who teach people about God, who witness to what God has done, and who call people to get their lives in order. Now these two clowns are going to come in and call us to repent, tell us what God is up to? Hmm, I don't think so. We were just here for business as usual. Well, the rest of that story of Peter and John and the lame man and the Israelites is coming up next week. Today, we are left with a cliffhanger, you guys. This man has been healed. These guys are telling us it was through God's power, the God that we all believe in, but it's not in the way we expected. We're not really sure it's legit. And we don't know if we want to accept this guy as one of us. I mean, it was easier when we got to decide who was in or out. So what do we do? What do we do when we hear claims to God's activity, claims of God's presence and work in the world, but it's not what we expect when it doesn't come from us or from like, quote, one of us? What do we do with the guy who spends his whole life outside the gate and then one day we're told to just let him in? What do we do? My friends, God has been at work here in my neighborhood, in your neighborhood, and in the world long before any of us got here. God has gone before us, preparing things for us that will surprise us. God has prepared a place for us right where we are, and God has been preparing us for this place. May we have eyes to see what God is up to all around us. May we have ears to hear the good news of God's work among us. May we have hearts that believe and celebrate and leap to join in. May we be the body of Christ that God is calling us to be. Amen. If today you find yourself on the outside, without a seat at the table or a voice in the conversation, may you lean into the truth that you're always welcome in God's community. If you are one who wears the name minister, pastor, elder, shepherd, or are otherwise known as a faith leader, may you extend God's yes to those you might have said no to in the past. May you be emboldened and encouraged to honor the space that God has already created for all. Let's build bigger tables together. If something in you was stirred today, reach out. Hearing from you really does help to shape the future of this podcast. You'll have the greatest impact and opportunities for engagement by joining our Patreon community by clicking that Become a Patron button on our page, patreon.com slash jenhalechristy. And I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook at jenhalechristy. Lastly, you would really help others to connect with this work if you would subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next time.